Mock Draft Monday is back, and Roma Dunes is not only wide receiver two, but we're pairing him with Justin Herbert with the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. We appreciate and we love y'all, man. But I got to kick this introduction over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. You talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers and what man the other side to this dynamic duo that we call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. But we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football. And like we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft. And DP, it is what? It's not just any Monday, man. It is a mock draft monday man you know my most excited thing to do is the mock drafts over here on the locked nfl draft and dp we're going through nfl networks daniel jeremiah's mock draft man and we hinted at it one big time selection he had right roma dunze going to the los angeles chargers with justin herbert man that should be a fun pairing but there's a lot of pairings in this mock draft so hey we know this is gonna be exciting show so go ahead hit the like button don't forget to comment at the end of each segment, and don't forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed to the channel. But, DP, before we get started with this mock draft, man, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, you know how it goes. We go through the first 10 picks. At number one, the Chicago Bears take Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. At number two, the Washington Commanders select quarterback from North Carolina, Drake May. At number three, the New England Patriots select Jaden Daniels, L quarterback out of LSU. At number four, the Arizona Cardinals select Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver from Ohio State. At number five, the Los Angeles Chargers select Rome Adunze, Watch a receiver out of Washington at number six. The New York Giants select Malik Neighbors, wide receiver from LSU. At number seven, the Tennessee Titans select offensive tackle from Notre Dame, Joe Alt. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Dallas Turner, edge rusher from Alabama. At number nine, the Chicago Bears select Jared Verse, edge rusher from Florida State. And at number 10, the New York Jets select. Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle from Oregon State. Guys, you know where I'm going to. If you listen to the, to the go open to the opening, I told you, Rome Adunze, not only going top five, but being wide receiver too. Caught me off guard. But, but at the same time, Keith, as you know, and family, if you know, I'm high on Rome Adunze, right? Rome Adunze and Malik Neighbors are my wide receiver two A and B. And if you ask me at any particular moment, A might be different one day and B might be different one day. I can't really choose at this particular point. Because I love what both of these guys bring. But yep. pairing Roma Dunze with the Los Angeles Chargers, I love this because now, to me, it gives them a true guy that they can build as that wide receiver one, right? He can kind of fill 
both the kind of Mike what Mike Williams does in terms of playing at the catch point, being that uh, that big X receiver, but he also can reduce down into the slot and be that savvy, nuanced route runner and and fill the Keenan Allen role, right? And then that also allows like Justin Herbert, who's young but paid, and now he has two first back-to-back first-round young wide receivers to grow with in terms of Rome and then last year's Quentin Johnson, who we saw start to flash a little bit more down the stretch of t- at the, uh, during the 2023 regular season. So, man, Roma Dunze being not only a top-five pick, but the second receiver off the board right after uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and then right before Malik Neighbors, that's big time, but I like this fit a lot, Keith. Yeah, I, I think – when initially when I seen it, honestly, DP, I, I thought that the selection was somewhat redundant. But the more that you look at the way that this team is is currently constructed, right? I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you talk about the 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 timing, right? And, and where this team is. The Chargers look like they're somewhere in between a team that was built to win now, right, and a team that's still trying to rebuild to get to where they truly want to be. Like everything. All of the players on the roster are not necessarily in sync with each other as far as their career and where they are in their career, right? Like when you look at a Mike Williams right now, he's returning from a, a what an ACL injury. Keenan Allen is a veteran, right? And you look at that part of it, you kind of say, okay, these guys are kind of, I don't say over the hump like the career is done, right? But they're older wide receivers now, right? And you're talking about spending salary cap numbers and stuff like that. You draft Quentin Johnson. I, I think this, DP, with the Quentin Johnson situation, he needs more targets, right? And I don't know if he's going to get more targets and more reps. So I don't know if you're going to get good return on investment on your first round pick if you still have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in the building because naturally the ball is going to go to them. So you you talk about potentially turning the page from both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and then allowing a young Justin Herbert. Now he has his young weapons that he can grow with, that he can go with, right, for the next five, ten years. And then if you look at it from the Los Angeles Chargers perspective, you may have money to free up more to kind of fill out this roster in positions of needs, whether it's defensive tackle, right, linebacker positions that they've needed for the past five years. You may could potentially go be more aggressive. So I, I like the Roma Dunze selection and then them kind of being able to figure out uh, the rest of this wide receiver core when you add in Roma Dunze, then, you know, last year's first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, DP. I'm going to go with the very next pick, the New York Giants selecting Malik Neighbors. I like Malik Neighbors. I like him a lot. Who's throwing him the football, DP? That's the question. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And and, and listen, I, I said this again, that this is a deep wide receiver class, right? So I think finding talent, if you, you're just looking for another vertical threat, you can find that. Now, this would be the part because you had three quarterbacks who are going the first four picks. This is where the, the supply and demand conversation we have, right? Is is a another highly talented wide receiver going to help you out if you don't have a quarterback to throw him the football? We don't know, right? We don't know. And obviously, this is not a, a, a salary, I mean, a, um, a, a, a free agent mock, right? Like, you're not, you can't mock free agents in this also. So, we don't, maybe that's what Daniel's thought process was was going to get a free agent quarterback but I, I just think man you 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 have to take a a, a shot at a, a, a JJ McCarthy in my opinion and try to have the opportunity to grow with him just because he has all the tools so I like the Malik neighbors selection because I like him as a player I just worry that you don't get the return on investment because you don't necessarily have a quarterback to give him the football no, and that's that. That's the fair point there. Like the, the, at number six, the Giants are just going to be in a very weird spot. But Keith, it's funny yeah. because 
I said this when they were when Tommy DeVito won a couple games and everybody was excited. I'm like, all right, when we get to April, that excitement from back in October, and November, <laughs> whenever he was, whenever those games happened, that excitement died because now you're in you're in the six you're at the sixth spot and you're not in prime real estate for a quarterback unless you say, hey. Let me reach for J.J. McCarthy, right, who you probably won't start day one. But I would trust Brian Dayball as an offensive play caller and the head coach to get the best out of this young man who, you know what I mean, has shown the flashes to be to be an NFL quarterback, right? You're going to reach for, for Michael Penix. You got to see what the medicals look like. You're going to reach for Bo Nix. I, I, I don't know. But I just know at number six, you put your, you know, those 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 measly wins that didn't help you get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? It sounds good to help the locker room. It, it hurt your draft stock. So now you got to figure out the the uh, the quarterback situation. Keith, real quick for me, the, these two picks here, eight and nine, I, I like I like them more than I well eight. I like more than I thought I would. And I'm gonna tell you why I like this one. Even though we don't we haven't graded Dallas Turner as a top ten pick over at the draft network, he's still kind of he's still run that first round. But pairing him with Grady Jarrett, they, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you real quick. I'm, I'm, I, I want you to continue talking. Would you flip these picks? Because I mean, you're talking about two edge rushers for two edge rusher needy yeah. teams. <laughs> like, how do you have them ranked? Would they be flipped for you? Like, how, how would you? Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I got Jarrett verse over Dallas Turner right now. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I get, like, I think, yeah, I think it should be flipped, right? Because uh, then I think Dallas Turner, you know, if, if he was in Chicago, fits very well opposite of. Um, Dante Sweat, where then now you get yourself for Atlanta that just go get a dude in terms of Jared Verse, who we know what he is, and he still got a good ceiling as well. But I think, you know, if you're going to go Dallas Turner here, you got David Onyemata and Grady Jared on the interior, right? We'll see if they keep uh, Calais Campbell. That type of situation, the interior offensive linemen are going to have to key in on the interior defensive linemen, which means Dallas Turner will have plenty of one-on-one opportunities to continue to develop his game and be the fastball off the edge. And I think that's a good fit. But they also put Jared Verse and Montez Switz, you know, opposite sides of each other. You talk about really getting after the quarterback. Gervon Dexter started showing some flashes this late in the season as well, the regular season on the interior D-line. I think it's a, I think it would be a good fit uh, either way, but I will absolutely have them flip because I have Jared Verse graded higher. Yeah, DP, real quick before we transition, man, it's funny talking about, you know, Dallas Turner and his mock draft going to the Falcons, because uh, if he went to the Chicago Bears, DP, the crazy part is he'd be playing with Montez Sweat. And early on, my comp for Dallas Turner is Montez Sweat. I think That's they crazy. can have very similar career trajectory. So that'll be interesting, man, to see um if that actually happens, if they flip-flop or if Dallas Turner goes early. But DP, man, listen, we went picks one through 20, right? But we, we we've been doing this a while. And we know that picks 11 through 20 is where stuff gets crazy, right? It's where stuff gets crazy. So stay tuned, man, because we're about to unveil picks 11 through 20. And I've never seen them. So you're getting my live reaction of what's going to happen. So stay tuned. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Let's be honest here. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, guys, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 
It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, picks 11 through 20. At number 11, the Minnesota Vikings select Byron Murphy II, defensive tackle from Texas. At pick 12, the Denver Broncos select uh, Terion Arnold, cornerback from Alabama. At pick 13, the Las Vegas Raiders select Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. At pick 14, the New Orleans Saints select quarterback Bo Nix out of Oregon. At pick 15, we got the Indianapolis Colts selecting Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. At pick 16, the Seattle Seahawks select Troy Fountainu, offensive tackle, offensive lineman from Washington. At pick 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Quinion Mitchell, cornerback out of Toledo. At pick 18, the Cincinnati Bengals select J.C. Latham, offensive tackle from Alabama. At pick 19, the Los Angeles Rams select Leitu Latu, edge rusher out of UCLA. And at pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers go back to Georgia at the offensive tackle position and draft Amarius Mims. Keith, there's a lot. You said it in, in the transition. You said, man, picks 11 through 20 is typically uh, – it's got a lot going on. And Keith, I got to go here first. Uh, you, Olu Fashanu. And okay. reading his, his, his little blurb, he said teams are split on, on, on Fashanu. After a dominant 2022 season, he took a step back in 2023, but the talent is still immense. And if you remember inside the top 10, the New York Jets selected Talese Fuwak. And I'm like, you know, you know me. I gave, you know, my you see my grades at the draft network. I gave Talese the first round. Yeah, I'm still not drafting Talese over Olu. Um, I, you know what I mean? I, I, you could say, you could talk about the technical refinement part of Olu's game that has to be developed. And I get that, right? Now, if you feel like – for me, Keith, what this tells me, the teams are really split on them. The teams who are down on them means that they don't trust their offensive line coach to get him where they are. Let's call a spade a spade. You don't trust yourself to be able to coach this young man to the place that his talent says he should be. So that's a more of a you thing, not a Olu thing. But just to see him fall here, and I love the fit from a standpoint of getting him with Antonio Pierce, who's the actual head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders now, no more interim. I think putting him there. Tony Pierce is going to run the football, right? They got to get the quarterback in there. Aiden O'Connell is not the answer. They got to get the quarterback, but able to run the football and, and coach this young man up. I, I trust what they'll be able to do uh, with, with the Las Vegas Raiders to get Olu right in the place that we, we know him to be as one of the top tackles in this class. Not OT3, but around that OT1, OT2 spot. So this was the first thing that caught my eye. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Definitely an interesting selection of him sliding down the board at pick 13. DP. I don't even, it's so many places you can go. I don't even know where to go. I'm, you know what? I'm going to just go to the very next pick, but I want to go to the top to pick 11. So I'm, I'm going to start with pick 14. I got to just rattle off a couple of thoughts, DP. I, I just got to go with it. Pick 14, Bo Nicks to the New Orleans Saints, right? And they definitely need another quarterback. Saints fans are not happy with Derek Carr, DP. They, they said they off the card. They want a new card. They brought the card back to the shop. They've said it all. I promise you, they've been saying it all down here in Bayou Country, DP. Um, So I think that's an interesting selection because I don't know, right? I think that's still a gamble at pick 14, talking about Bo Nix and what he offers and what he provides if he can be the next guy up with the New Orleans Saints. Pick 15, DP. I was so stuck on the New Orleans Saints pick. 
I didn't even realize the Brock Bowers to Anthony Richardson situation because I was still stuck on the, the New Orleans Saints and the Bo Knicks. That I totally skipped over that when you were talking. Uh, but looking back at it, I actually like that selection. I think that's a good situation for Anthony Richardson, another guy he could get the ball to in the short areas of the field, right? And he could convert, uh, you know, run after catch ability. I actually think that has opportunity to be a very electric combination. Can we go back up to the top? Yes, absolutely. Pick 11. This is a very aggressive move with Byron Murphy. I like it. They need a disruptive guy. And it's Byron Murphy to the Minnesota Vikings. People who have been following us our every day, as you know, I came on here two months ago, right, talking about Byron Murphy and the potential that he has. Listen, and I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it because everybody's really close to saying it, but nobody wants to say it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's Byron Murphy reminds people of Aaron Donald. I said it, DP. Nobody wants to say it, but I said it, okay? He reminds people of Aaron Donald, and that's why people are going to continue to be aggressive on him. We had Kalaja Kansi last year in the draft. You know, he went, I would, top 20 to the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Byron Murphy, I think, is even closer to that mode, and I think that's why people are going to dive in and they're going to be all in on him. So that's the first couple picks that came to mind, DP. I'm going to pass the baton to you. No, I, I like that. And another name to throw out with Byron Murphy is I talked about him in the first Grady Jarrett, man. Grady, Grady Jarrett, Jarrett. Yep. similar yep. body type, similar games. And when you have, when you can be in that Grady Jarrett, the Aaron Donald sp sphere as a prospect, you in good business. You in good you company, in good Byron Murphy. You in really you good, good company. Yeah, I, I Keith, I, I think, man. It was so much, man. Just, and, I, and I'd say really real quick with the Vikings because they've been needing like a disruptive run stopper. And if mm -hmm. you're not going to go after that guy, then fine, just go get a, a disruptive player, period, right? And and, right. and Byron Murphy has the opportunity to be it. Oh, 100%, 100%, man. I think 15, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to 15, brought by, like, they, they have a needed tight end. They need a real dude at tight end. I think Kyle Granderson is a okay guy. You know, their build are similar. But when I look at Brock, Brock, even though he's 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", he plays at the catch point. He extends, right? He extends the catch radius. Where I don't see that with Granderson, like, if Anthony Richardson is throwing the ball helmet or higher, Granderson didn't typically come down with a lot of those those passes. Man, even back in the preseason, right, and early in the season, I'd rather get a dude, get a guy that could be an elite pass catcher at the tight end position, which I absolutely love. But I, I go down and I say, okay, number nineteen, who allowed this? to take place huh <laughs> what are we doing nfl you allow late to latu so okay you're telling me you already struggled to block aaron donald all right that's already a problem in itself now you got byron uh byron young that the, the, they drafted day two of the 2023 nfl draft and he had was anywhere from six to eight sacks i think maybe seven seven to eight sacks or something like that as a rookie he was an impact player for them getting after the quarterback and all that now you tell me all right, wait, we're going to add – you're going to let, let him fall right to Los Angeles, right? Keep him on the West Coast. And you get Leitu Latu. So Leitu Latu, Aaron Donald, uh, uh, Byron Young. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine if, if you really feel that confident in your offensive line, NFC teams, that you allowed the most nuanced and polished pass rusher in this class to fall down the board to be paired with Aaron Donald. To me, that sounds like a bad decision, but I don't make the decisions for y'all. This is Daniel Jeremiah's mock. It's not mine. But if this were to happen, I call highway robbery because it's a bad decision on the teams ahead of them to uh because I'm Keith, it's crazy. It's crazy to sit there and scroll back up. Who could use edge 
who could use the edge rusher? I think Jacksonville, because you could push Trayvon Walker down, right? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I feel like the Saints could have used the no, edge you here. Feel like you the know, Saints the can. Not, gone that's edge. not a feeling. The Saints can. The Saints can use the edge rusher. That is not so, a feeling. <laughs> to take Bo Nix, to select Bo Nix over late two, lot two. Mm, that is draft malpractice to me, baby. But hey, I'm not the one in the hot seat. You hear me? Hey, a DP, and you know you forgot another guy. They don't they have a rookie defensive tackle, Kobe Turner, who had nine sacks this yes, year, right? Forgot from, about from, Kobe. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, that, that 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 Rams defensive line will be loaded, they, and they'll be ready to roll, especially for a team that was supposed to be so bad, right? Because they didn't have first round picks. So that's that's definitely crazy, man. Changing there, but DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. Coming up next, picks twenty one from thirty two, and if you thought picks eleven from twenty was wild, picks twenty one from thirty two is fireworks all over the place. So make sure you stay tuned. We wrapped up Christmas. We wrapped up the NFL regular season, but there's still time due to the playoffs to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets back win or lose. It does not matter the app is super easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays find bets in the new explorer tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and so i mean so much more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. Pick 21. The Miami Dolphins go back to wide receiver and give Tua Tungavailoa by Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver from LSU. At pick 22, the Philadelphia Eagles go Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. At pick 23, the Houston Texans at top Robinson, edge rusher from Penn State. At pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys select Jordan Morgan, uh, offensive tackle from Arizona. At pick 25, the Green Bay Packers select Graham Barton, offensive lineman, from Duke at pick 26, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Ennis Rickstraw Jr., cornerback out of Missouri. At pick 27, the Arizona Cardinals select Cooper Dijon, cornerback out of Iowa. At pick 28, the Buffalo Bills select Jerzon Newton, defensive tackle from Illinois. At pick 29, the Kansas City Chiefs select Devontae Tez Walker, uh, wide receiver out of North Carolina. At pick 30, the Detroit Lions select cornerback Nate Wiggins out of Clemson. Pick 31, the San Francisco 49ers select cornerback out of Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry. And at pick 32, the Baltimore Ravens select Oregon wide receiver Troy Franklin. Keith, a lot has happened. A lot has happened in this mock. This mock is incredible. Shout out to Dan Jeremiah for giving us good content. But I got to go right here to number 23 and start out. You tell me. Go ahead. Yeah, I get to add Chop Robinson opposite of Will Anderson Jr. with D'Amico Ryans coaching up that pass rush. Sign me up, baby. You know what I mean? We got CJ Stroud balling, Tank Dale, Nico Collins, all that good stuff, man. Getting Chop Robinson, an explosive. 
just dynamic edge rusher who's still a little rough around the edges, no pun intended, that you have to coach some things up and smoothen out his game. But, man, the, the potential of him and Will Anderson Jr. is so dynamic. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, luckily all of you guys are mobile, right? So you can use your legs to try to get out of trouble because Chop and Will are going to definitely put you in some. DP, I got to go back to the very top, DP. Pick number 21. It didn't take long, DP, to set me off. And listen, man, I'm talking about Brian Thomas Jr. to the Miami Dolphins. And listen, as, as people that digest these mock drafts, right, when you're, you're reading them or if you're listening to them on a podcast, I have a right, and you go see, like, hey, what is some potential matchups, right? These are the type of matchups that get you, DP. They get you a little bit angry. You don't know who to get angry with, right, because we, we, we create mock drafts ourselves, right? And it's to the point to where, what, what headspace are you in? Are you trying to replicate what you think the NFL team would do? Or is this your personal opinion on what you think they should do, right? And listen, I don't like this pick. I think this is a redundant pick. DP, you already have a team with Blazers on it. You have fast guys on your football team. You probably have the fastest team in the NFL. And that resulted in you getting bounced in the first round. Why would you get another fast guy? You don't you, like, speed DP. I will tell you this. I can guarantee you one thing. Speed is not the Miami Dolphins problem. They are fast enough DP. I promise you they are fast enough down there in Miami. And then you get Brian Thomas Jr. When that's not the reason why you necessarily lost to the Chiefs, right? Or any of the other games you lost, you lost because teams punched you in the mouth. So how about you go get players at other positions, right? This offensive line, solidify this offensive line, right? Or potentially you could have been a team that got aggressive and went and got a Brock Bowers, right? A guy that can block at the point of attack and do some different things along the line of scrimmage. So the Brian Thomas Jr. DP for me is is just, that one just caught me off guard. That one, I just felt like it was a redundant um, selection, especially for what the Miami, like the Miami Dolphins have intentionally drafted fast players. I don't think they need another fast guy. He's not offering another element. No, I mean, and, and re even reading the blurb, he says that I could see Thomas going much higher than, than the 21st pick in the draft, but Tua needs a benefit in this scenario, reaps the benefit in this scenario. Thomas gives the Dolphins some size without sacrificing speed alongside Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waldo. And I agree. He get, He's what, 6'3", 6'4", mm -hmm. 2'05", 2'10". And I remember, you know, um, Tyreek Hill talked about it after the, the Chiefs game, after the, the wild card weekend. I, I did. A, I wrote a piece on it over at A to Z Sports, and, and it was basically he said that Steve Spagnuolo told, told his corners, be physical at the line of scrimmage. with Get your hands on these speed guys, right? So understand that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are both smaller guys that doesn't they don't do well when you get when you make contact. So I understand the thought process here. But I do feel like this is a bit of a reach. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, and it's, and it's not it's not attacking Brian Thomas. I like Brian no. Thomas Jr. as a prospect, right? I just think that for the Miami Dolphins is that, like, if y'all haven't done anything else, y'all went after fast guys, even Devon H. And, like, y'all have fast running backs. I think that y'all should probably attack other positions of need um, to, to round out that roster to become more versatile in, in your approach to win. Yeah, Keith, I think for me, pick 28, getting Jerzon Newton, who's – IDL one or two depends on who you ask, you know what I mean, right now, along with Byron Murphy the second. But I don't like the fit to the Buffalo Bills. The Why? Buffalo Bills need size. Like how you're talking about with the with the Dolphins, right? The Buffalo Bills need size on the interior, right? 
Jerzon is another kind of undersized defensive tackle who's pro- who's more set up to be a three tech. Well, I thought you already have that in Ed Oliver. So you're going to put Ed Oliver and Jerzon Newton on the field at the same time on first and 10 in December against a, a team that will run the football against you. I don't like that. I don't like that thought process, Keith. I'd rather get a Tavondre sweat and then allow Ed Oliver to play that three tech and let him get after the court, be the guy that gets after the quarterback. Let big sweat kind of two gap and plug running lanes. At the end of the day, the Buffalo bills, I love Jerzon Newton. I feel like he's a, he's definitely a first round pick. And again, and in the passing game, I feel like he's going to have a, a significant impact. But again, I, I don't see many defenses that thrive with two, three techs on, you know, on the field at the same time and stop the, the interior run game, stop the, the up the middle run game, the, the vertical run game. I don't see that. And I, I, this is one of the picks where I'm just like, I'm not in on, I'm out on that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, you know, I don't like it, but, you know, we'll see. Because like I said, I love Jerzon Newton. I gave him a first-round grade when I watched his tape. I just don't like this fit with what they have in Buffalo when they need more size, strength, and power and, and more gap control so that their healthy linebackers can flow and not have to worry about duo blocks climbing up to the second level. Yeah, I agree, DP. And look, we're wrapping up this thing, man, and talk about real quick a, a guy that I didn't see in the first round, which would be interesting, man, uh, be Keon Coleman. I believe I didn't see Keon oh, yeah, Coleman at all Coleman. In, the, in the first round of this mock draft. And we'll see, right? Like we said, Keon Coleman could be um, – he can be one of those guys that was out of sight, out of mind, right, just as far as how Florida State finished, which I, I don't think it should finish like that. We're only in the, the, the middle to end parts of – January, we still had the combine and things like that for him to make his name plenty relevant. But that was definitely a name that popped up to me. But DP, man, listen, we're talking about mock draft Monday. That wraps up another mock draft Monday show. Man, I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day on this mock draft Monday. Like we said, man, if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and hit the like button. If you haven't commented, go ahead and comment, man. If you like what your team did, if you didn't like what your team did, let's talk about it, man. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the fastest channel there is out there for everything nfl draft content we are the go-to source for the best nfl draft content listen man i am keith sanchez you can find me on x at the talent code that right there man that is my co-host man damian parson man you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl and like we like to say man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available, y'all. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. We have so much more. We got more senior bowl prep to do this week, guys. More some stock up, stock down. So listen, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.